0: to make today before even we start anything, today we live different from the way that we came in. In Jesus' name, and uh, we thank God for her. Thank God for everybody. Today is a, a little bit different Sunday for us. We have uh, we have some 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 challenges that we need to walk through as a church. But um, I know that God is is faithful and He's He's uh, He's gonna help us today. And He's helping us in our weakness. He is strong. Amen. Uh, Most of you probably in the English service you're not aware of this but uh, it it really more hits home in our Amharic service but we always say that we are one, one church with two languages you know some church has one church with many locations we also have other locations but we also have two languages everybody say amen for that which means that since we are a body, what affects one also affects the other and vice versa. We don't stand as an island, we stand together as a, as a family. The only thing that separates us is the language. And the mit mita. and a few other little things that make us unique, but uh, but we are still family. And what we had a, a little bit of an incident that happened with our Amharic congregation last, this last week. Last Sunday after worship, uh, Brooke Tekle, who's one of our worship leaders in our Amharic service, had a stroke after service. And uh, he's now in intensive care in the hospital. He's, the doctors have given us a very, very difficult prognosis. And they said that um, in fact, initially the reports were that he has no hope. The doctor actually, I talked at length with him, and uh, the doctor said that you know uh, the, the level of stroke that he had. There's different grades and different levels of stroke, but the one that he had was very extreme, very very. And the fact that he's even alive is is a miracle. And uh, so I, I didn't find out found out about it until Monday. I sat down in my office. In fact, I just sat down start some work and i got a text and then that was the rest of my day and the rest of my week pretty much we were running back and forth and so right now as of now what the doctors have said is they've stabilized his condition so we're really thankful for that he's on a breathing machine and um uh the good news is that they've stabilized all of his numbers his blood pressure his uh, his organs everything is functioning normally now which is a miracle that we really need to praise god for and uh what what they're they're doing now what what we're doing now is uh, we're just giving it some time and then they'll run a second scan they took the first scan of his brain and and it looks uh, you know it's pretty difficult pictures I don't know how to read that stuff but they explained it to me and um, it's uh, pretty serious so they're just going to let him rest and stabilize and then they'll take another uh, scan in in, uh, in a, about 10 more days or so and then we'll know from there but uh, I want you to know uh, I felt this week even as I was preparing this is a, a time for leadership to really do their job and lead, lead the congregation, but that also means that leadership needs to be led, and we need to hear from God, so I spent some time praying this week, and I feel that the Lord has given me some, some direction, and uh, I, I feel that the Lord has given me a word for this particular situation, and um, uh, so I want st- us... I want to just share what I feel the Lord has given me today. So today is not a serious teaching. Today is not a, a special thing, uh, the, uh, unusual thing that we're doing. This is something I feel directive of the Lord because I think we need to respond to this situation. Amen? Praise the Lord. Um, so I want us to look at two pieces of scripture to begin with. That first scripture is Exodus chapter 15 and verse number uh Twenty-three, And then we'll also be looking at Deuteronomy chapter 8 and verse, verse 2. Deuteronomy, Exodus chapter 15 and verse, begin in verse number 22 actually. Exodus 15 and 22. Then Moses led Israel from the Red Sea and they went into the desert of Shur, for three days they traveled in the desert without finding water. When they came to Marah, they could not drink its water because it was bitter. That is why the place is called Mara. So the people grumbled against Moses saying, what are we to drink? And then again, let's go to Deuteronomy chapter, chapter 8 and verse number 2. It says, Remember how the Lord your God led you all the way in the desert these 40 years to humble you and to test you in order to know what was in your heart, whether or not you would keep his commands. Praise the Lord. Uh, I just want to talk a little bit about this idea of Mara. Let me start by saying before we were called Christians, the Bible says we were called believers. The, the, the word Christian was actually introduced in the city of Antioch and it was not God who called them Christians. It was not even the leaders of the church that called themselves Christians. It was actually the Antiochans, the Gentiles who saw the people, what they were doing and called them Christians. Before they were called Christians they were called believers. And I would like to say something about believers or believing. The, the test of Of whether or not our faith is real and genuine, it is not measured in the time of blessing. We know what we are really made up by way of faith in the time of testing, in the time of setback, in the time of difficulty. That is where our true test is revealed. Mm -hmm. If you remember the story, the children of Israel came out of Egypt and they passed through the Red Sea on dry ground. They came on the other side and then the Pharaoh and his army who was following them, the Lord caused the water to come fall upon Pharaoh and they were drowned in the sea. They were delivered. They were saved. Based on that deliverance, the Bible says that Miriam grabbed the tambourine, it says in the English, but we know that was not a tambourine. In the Amarinya, the word is kabero. Come on, somebody. Okay, kabero is a little bit bigger than a tambourine. All right? And she was beating the, the, the drum, beating the, the time. She led the children of Israel in song. The ladies went running after her. Then everybody began to celebrate what God had done. The horse and rider, I will sing unto the Lord. He has triumphed gloriously. The horse and rider thrown into the sea. Remember that? All right, but the test of faith is not the time of blessing. The test of faith is the time of trial. The Bible says three days after that celebration, they came to waters and the water was bitter. It was called Mara. And because the water was bitter, those same people who were praising God yesterday started to complain today. Because the water was bitter was bitter. And the Bible says that the reason God brought them into the wilderness was to test them and to see what was in their heart, whether or not they would obey the commands of the Lord or not. In other words, God would not know what was in their heart until what was in their heart was tested. And then whatever came out was a reflection of the true identity of their faith. And as we see in the time of the children of Israel, when they came to Mara, they themselves became Mara. So uh, I'm using this as a foundation because we as a church family, we have stumbled across a season of Mara this week. The thing about Mara is that it's never planned for, it's never accepted, expected. In fact, you have plans for this way, and Mara always takes you this way. When I have drama in my life, it is never according to what I ordered. Mm? Some of you enjoy your drama. You can stay with your drama. As for me, I plan to go this way from drama. amen. And I'll do that by myself because you all are looking at me like you had lemons for breakfast this morning. But that's okay. I just lift my eyes to the hills and I preach as if Jesus is clapping and shouting and cheering for me. It's the wilderness, it's the desert, it's the Mara that tests what we are really made of. As a church family, today is our day of Mara. And so what we do today becomes very significant for the rest of our lives for the rest of our our our, our faith journey it's not what we do in the day of blessing that counts it's what it's what we do on the day of our greatest trial and our greatest setback and our greatest challenge praise the lord so today i want us to take a lesson from the children of israel in our season of mara mind you the things that we do on the day before mara hits it doesn't really count for much and the day things that we do after mara has passed it doesn't count for much What really counts and what is really of value, particularly as it applies to our faith, is what we do on that very day in the smack center of our Mara. That means, in other words, what we do right now is very, very strategic. It is very, very... Are you following what I'm saying? We can praise yesterday because everything was fine yesterday. We can praise tomorrow because God has blessing in store for tomorrow. But today, right now, there is a demand that is placed on, on our faith and on everything that we believe. Amen? And so today, I just want to encourage the church because I think we need to have a, a unified faith and a unified response for this season that we, that we are in. Amen? The Bible says that the rain comes both on the wicked and the righteous. Rain comes on everybody. But the difference, the thing that separates the righteous from the wicked when the rain comes is our response to the rain. And what we have built our lives on is tested. When the rain comes, we are still standing. Mm -hmm. I said we are still standing. Because when the rain comes, we are not swayed by the rain. We are not swayed by the wind. The Bible says the righteous will flourish like the palm tree. Planted in the house, of the courts of our God, they will flourish. Planted in the house of God, they will flourish in the courts of our, of our God. Amen? So today, uh, we can go either way with this. There's an option. Faith always is a matter of two options. We can complain, cry, and, and, and weep and complain against God just like the children of Israel did. Or we can say, wait a minute, the God who just passed us through that Red Sea, the God who was faithful yesterday, surely when he brings us to this place, God is able to push us through with great victory. Okay, And we can praise God in the midst of this because our God who brought us this far didn't bring us this far to drop us. He didn't bring us this far to leave us. Uh, Amen. you know, we were praying this week and, and with the Amhar choir we were praying and Sammy, he's one of the choir, choir members, one of the greatest testimonies in, in our church. In fact, we need to shut down all TV networks and just put Sami's testimony on TV. You know how sometimes you watch TV and the things that they show, CNN, Menominee, it's like it's really a waste of their time and yours and waste of air time. We have some amazing, anyway, I don't have time, but t- Sammy's testimony is one of the most amazing testimonies in our church. So Sammy was sharing with, with, with us this week. He said, you know, I had gone through a sickness and my body was racked with pain for seven years. He only knew pain, 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 like excruciating pain to the point that not so he would not disturb his family. He would put his face in the pillow and scream. So as not to wake or disturb anybody because he needed an outlet for this pain. And he was saying, right in the midst of that, God spoke to me and says, it's time to praise me now. And he says, what are you talking about praising you now? I can barely breathe. This is crazy. And the Lord, you know, my sheep know my voice. All right. He said, praise me now. No, I'll praise you when you heal me and after everything. No, no, no. God said, praise me right now. And he began to praise God in the midst of his drama in the midst of his pain and as he praised god it didn't take long but god reversed his condition he had gone blind he was blind for 18 days and when the lord healing healed him the doctor himself began to cry because he said this is the hand of god praise the lord so when he shared that testimony we heard that and we said oh that's nice sammy thank you that's that's a great testimony praise the Lord! god bless you god bless you no, we did not say that. We said, praise the Lord. If God can do it for Sammy, then God can do it for Brooke. And if God can do it for Brooke, he can do it for you. And he can do it for me. Whatever it is that has bound you, whatever it is that stands against you, the time to praise is not tomorrow after he delivers you. It's that The time to praise is right now in the midst of our pain, in the midst of our smara, in the midst of the backwardness and the things that we did not order. The time to praise is right now hallelujah sammy is alive and well in fact he's become a multimillionaire. he used to you know beg from restaurants you know when when the restaurants throw the excess food out the back that was his second home like he would come choir sing and then he would go look for food now he's multi-millionaire so god we need to have a, a message a preaching about sammy sammy sammy's you know like a a series of teachings one two three and four because the lord had taken him from so far and delivered him so much he's just a you know the name of our church beza it means redemption redemption means taking that thing that was broken and done away with and forgotten and bringing it back and restoring it to glory hallelujah amen amen praise the lord so what really counts is what happens in our mara. Job said in Job chapter 13 and verse number 15, Job in his in his trial and his difficulty said, though he slay me, yet Will I praise him? In other words, according to Job, the drama that he's going through in life, it's the end. But he says, regardless of this, even if it seems like God has turned against me, I will yet praise the Lord. Naked I have come from my mother's womb, and naked I shall return. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Praise the Lord. All of the training, all of the teaching, all of our activity in the kingdom that we are involved in, many of us, it's preparation for one day. And it's not the day of your promotion. It's the day of your challenge that we are preparing everybody for. So that when that drama hits, we will be able to stand. In fact, the Bible says, put on the full armor of God. So that when the day of evil comes, not if the day of evil comes... When the day of evil comes, you will stand your ground. And having done everything to stand, hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. We are preparing the church for one day. And when the day hits, we will stand. And when we stand, hallelujah, we will outlast the drama. And we will come through and everything about our lives will be defined by that one day. There's some of you in this place. I know your testimony. Your life is the result of what happened on one day. When that one day it was the end, but God came down and turned everything around and caused you to be who you are. And some of you are acting all pretty like this was part of the plan. The whole—you know—you did not get here by yourself. Some of you should be shouting and praising right now because of the deliverance that God—that God has been faithful to His word. You know that you are not here by yourself. Hallelujah! He's a good God. So Job said, "Though He slay me, yet will I praise Him." Everybody say, "Praise Him." Praise is the expression of our faith. Faith is the ultimate expression of our faith. The children of Israel praised after they had crossed on, for, uh, the, the, the Red Sea. But their praise stopped at the place of Marah. The testing place is Mara. So there is something powerful when our praise comes out of the Red Sea. God receives that. But there is something even more powerful when our praise comes out of our Marah. Go with me please to Isaiah chapter 60. Isaiah chapter 60, and I want us just to look at this small verse. It kind of blessed me. Verse number 18, Isaiah 60 and verse 18. It says, no longer will violence be heard in your land, nor ruin or destruction within your borders. But you will call your walls salvation and your gates praise. But you will call your walls salvation and your gates praise. It likens salvation to a wall, and it likens praise to a gate. A wall is something that, that is unmovable, and it protects you. If you are inside the wall, the wall is not going anywhere, and you are protected in that wall. And that is what our salvation is like. Our salvation is not going anywhere. I said our salvation is not going anywhere. You know, we should thank God for what we have in Jesus because other religions don't have this privilege. In other religions, their salvation is a hearsay. It's give and take. If you do good, you might make it. If not, you might make it. You know, in some other religions, when you stand before God at the judgment, the sins and the righteous deeds of your life will be weighed. And hopefully, if one outweighs the other, you'll make it. That's not our salvation. Because every punishment for our sin side was consumed in the cross, in the finished work of Jesus Christ. And his righteousness was imparted to us so that we have confidence before God on the day of judgment. That we don't have to fear that we can come boldly into the throne room of grace because our salvation is a sure finished, it is a wall. It is sure. It is guaranteed. It's not going anywhere. He has called salvation a wall. But he says praise is likened to a gate. (sighs) Hallelujah. So salvation, wall, but a gate is not a wall. A gate is praise or a praise is a gate. You know what this means? A gate is different from a wall because a gate is where exit and entrance point. Things come in and things go out at the gate. It doesn't happen at the wall, but at the gate, things come in and go out. So based on the praise, praise, you shall call your praise a gate. Amen. When we praise, it opens doors and closes doors. It opens gates and closes gates. Access is given. Things change. Things come in and things are come out. Things are rearranged based on that praise. Amen. Things, I said things changed based on our praise. Mara, as much as Mara is difficult, if you become Mara with your Mara, you can guarantee that your Mara will stay with you for a long time. In fact, that was the first incident of the children of Israel complaining in the wilderness. And because that's how they embraced their challenges, Mara was a lifestyle until they died. Mara won't change anything. But praise is a gate. Praise comes down and the gates fly open and things go out. And things come in based on the praise. The Bible says Jehoshaphat was surrounded by a huge and large mighty army and he did not know what to do. And he told God, I don't know what to do. And God says, why don't you try praise? So he sent the praise team out to the battlefield because praise is a gate. And when the praise went forth, the Bible says that the Lord sent a confusion in the enemy's camp. Praise the Lord. He he, He raised up confusion and the enemies started to turn against themselves. And there was a great victory that day for the children of Israel. Because in the day of their Marah, they sent up the praise. In the day of their challenge, they sent up the praise. Praise the Lord. The Bible says Paul and Silas were locked in prison. In Acts chapter 16, they had been beaten, they had been flogged, and they were thrown in the inner cell, chained to the wall. And the Bible says that at midnight, they began to praise the Lord. And when they began to praise the Lord, the gates started to move. And that which bound them, hallelujah, threw open all of their chains, came loose, and the gates... Open. Praise the name of the Lord. But So in their praise, things happened. They had every right to complain. They had every right to question. Because this was not fair. In fact, the children of Israel and the uh, uh, Apostle Paul and Silas, they were in the same predicament. They had obeyed God. They were part of God's plan. God had brought them a long way. But now they've come face to face with Mara, with prison. And the children of Israel went south in their... Mara and complaining, but Paul and Silas lifted up a praise, and God did not respond to the Marah and the complaining. But God, we see God respond to the praise in the prison. Amen. In fact, in such a glorious fashion that that prison was never the same again. You remember the story: the guard came and asked how to be saved. Things change. We can change. Door. That means with praise, things are guaranteed to change. Your complaining doesn't do much good for you, but your praise guaranteed change. Guaranteed change. Praise is a door. Salvation is a wall, but praise is a gate, and gates can open and close. Your praise is more powerful than you realize. Hallelujah. But particularly your praise in the day of your Mara, it raises a confusion on the enemy's camp. Thank you, Father God. Zechariah chapter 10. Zechariah chapter 10 and verse 4. From Judah will come the cornerstone. From him the tent peg. From him the battle bow. From him every ruler. Together they will be like mighty men trampling the muddy streets in battle. Because the Lord is with them. They will fight and overthrow the horsemen. From Judah... Will come the cornerstone. From him the tent peg, from him the battle bow, from him every ru- ruler. Um, Judah was the fourth son of Jacob. If you remember the story, Jacob was the grandson of Abraham, and he was the recipient of the promise. He came through Isaac. He's now the third, the, the third in line from, from the covenant promise of God. And Jacob had two wives, Rachel and Leah. The, the, the Bible says that Leah, Leah was not loved, but Rachel was loved. And Rachel, though she was loved, she could not produce children. But Leah was not loved, and she produced a lot of children. So with her children, because she had a rivalry with her, her, her it's not even like a sister, with her her the other wife in the home <laughs> drama okay they were having rivalry so she was having children and having babies with the intention of showing up on her on her rival and to win the affections of her husband so she had Reuben, and she said each child that she had, she named them with the intention of gaining some kind of favor with her husband. Reuben, now my husband will love me. Simeon, now my husband will be attached to me. Uh, Levi, now my husband will notice me. And every time, it's funny, like Jacob is a bit crooked, but he's, he's making babies with Leah, but his heart is over here with Rachel. Okay, that's confusion. If you, I mean, let's not, let's not go there hmm jacob is not allowed to come for counseling in my office no all right but after all these children all of the attention is going to rachel and the fourth child that leah has she names him judah because she says now i will stop trying to get the attention of my husband now i will praise the lord judah means praise She says, now I will praise the Lord. Now, we just said that salvation is as a wall, but praise is as a gate, which means things open and close with praise. So what Simeon, Reuben, even the firstborn, and Levi could not do, the fourthborn of Leah, Judah, it was opening and closing things that the other sons could not. And I would like to announce to you today that our Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, he did not come from the line of Reuben. Though Reuben was a good firstborn son, he was unstable as water. The Bible says that Simeon was another son and he was bitter with anger. The Lord did not come through the line of Simeon. Levi is where the priesthood came out from, but Jesus did not come from the the priesthood line. Jesus is the lion of the tribe of Judah. Praise the Lord. And Jesus came marching through. He's the seed and the root and the offspring of David, of the house of Judah. Because things open and close with praise. Hallelujah. And the things that were closed open, and the things that needed to come in, come out. The virgin was with child, and she bore a son. And the one which was said to be a, 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 a virgin, the, the virgin child gave birth to the king of glory, and the government shall rest upon his shoulders. I thank God for Judah because it's a lesson not just of how, where Jesus came from but where all of us came from because we are the, Jesus was the firstborn of many brethren which means that if we are related to Jesus that we are also offspring of Judah which means that that praise opened doors that went generations down all the way down to 2019 Beza Church so that somebody who is engrafted into the seed of Abraham through the line of Judah is now alive and well because Leah chose to praise God praise opens and closes things praise changes things if praise is there I guarantee you change will happen impossible become possible hallelujah I give praise to God for Leah getting it right on the fourth child because we are here today because of Judah amen so so when we praise we are doing what comes natural to us as the offspring of David the offspring of Judah amen Praise the name of the Lord. It says that the cornerstone, will come, the cornerstone will come from Judah. The tent peg will come from Judah. From him every battle bow. A cornerstone in, in masonry and in construction, a cornerstone is the one crucial stone that once it is set, all other stones in the building are built according to the cornerstone. Amen? So the cornerstone has the ability to bring everything that is chaos, stones that's lying around. It has the ability to collect all the stones and align them into symmetry and into a meaningful construction process. So it is the first stone of many stones to come. Out of Judah will come the cornerstone. Out of Judah will come the tent peg. The strength of the tent is in the tent peg. The reach of the tent is in the tent peg. It anchors everything else down. From Judah will come the tent peg. From Judah will come the battle bow. Meaning that the battle bow is where the arrows are shot from. When there is Judah, that means there is an arrow about to be launched. Judah is offensive. Many of us, we make the mistake of living defensive Christian lives. Running from the devil and fearful for everything that the devil might be in don't watch that movie the devil is in there don't go to that neighborhood the devil is in there all right some of us we are living so full of fear of the devil where God says out of Judah will come the battle bow meaning we are offensive in nature through Judah we don't go looking for 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 the, the disaster the next disaster to come we are offensive in nature we go on the attack hallelujah the Bible says that the gates of hell cannot prevail against the church we are not defensive in the house of God we are offensive we go go after things we change things we don't wait for things to happen and wait to see if we survive or don't survive we are offensive in nature Amen. praise the name of the lord hallelujah and we don't change because of mara because that's a defensive posture we go on the offensive at mara because our god is faithful faith is tested in mara i love the story of daniel the bible says in Acts, in daniel chapter 6 the Bible says that Daniel, uh, because of, of, of his position and because of the favor, his, the administrators of the kingdom became jealous of, David, uh, of Daniel. So they set up a trap. They went to the king and they made the king issue a decree that said, Whoever does not worship the king eh, shall be thrown into the den of lions. Now, they did this on purpose because they knew that three times a day, Daniel opens his window and prays to God facing, uh, facing Jerusalem. They knew this, so they said, if we can create this decree, then we can get rid of Daniel. And the Bible says in Daniel chapter 6 that Daniel heard, actually, let's go there. Daniel chapter 6, Daniel heard this decree that whoever does not worship the king will be thrown into the den, the, the, the lions the, the the den of lions verse number 10 Daniel chapter 6 number 10 it says now when Daniel learned that the decree had been published now when Daniel learned that the decree had been published he went home to his upstairs room where the windows opened toward Jerusalem Three times a day he got down on his knees and prayed, giving thanks to God, just as he had done before. Whew. Come on, somebody. This is why I like this story. Remember, the test is not faith te- the, the faith is not genuine unless it's tested. It's a time of Mara that reveals whether or not we have the true faith or a counterfeit. When the children of Israel hit their Marah, they began to complain, and they died in Marah. Daniel hit Amara, just like everybody else. He read a published decree that says, Whoever eh, does not worship the king shall be thrown into the den of lions. And the Bible says he read the decree. That's the day of your death sentence. That's the day where, see, before that, Daniel had plenty of reason to praise God. Because if you know the story of Daniel, he came into Babylon as a captive of war, a prisoner of war. But because of his unique abilities and skills and, and, and anointing the God had blessed him with, he was given a high promotion in the kingdom. And he went from promotion to promotion to promotion using his giftings, his prophetic insight, his help. He actually changed the whole of Babylon and then Persia, king, ruler over, over, over two kingdoms. That's not a bad day's work. He had lots of reason to praise God. I was a slave. I was a prisoner of war. But now look what God has done. Hallelujah. Look what God has done. I think I could praise God. Let's praise God for Daniel. Come on somebody. But one day, the decree is published and he reads, If I don't worship the king, I'll be thrown into the den of lions. In other words, Daniel, this is the one day that you have been prepared and trained for. This is the day of your Mara. This is the day of your testing. And I love what the Bible says. Then Daniel read the decree and did not think about it. He read the decree and did not call his mother to say, I need some help here. He read the decree, put it down, went up to his room, opened the windows facing Jerusalem, got on his knees, lifted his hands and gave thanks unto God. And then it says, just as he had done before. In other words, situations may change, but my praise will not change. My life may go down, but my praise will go up. See, the children of Israel, they praised at the Red Sea. But the Mara may cause them to their, their praise—it affected their praise. But Daniel, who was praising God before when he hit his mara, he praised just as he had done before. Today, I want to encourage somebody who's going through mara, that now is not the time to complain and ask what happened to me, and have ask where God is now. Today is the days to praise God, just like you did before, just like you did at the Red Sea, just like you praised God at the day of your visitation, just like you did when He came through for you. Praise God the same way today because the God who brought you there is also the same God who brought you here. Now is the time to pass the test. Put the gate on top of your situation and throw some doors open. Throw some possibilities open. Throw the windows of heaven open over your situation because what is Mara now, see when you bring your praise to Mara, the door opens over Mara. Hallelujah. 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 Praise the Lord. I'm expecting Brooke to come out of that coma situation. I'm expecting him to stand here on the stage again and lead the people of God in the worship of God. I have been praising according to that. And it is my faith today that in this time of Mara, I praise God as if it's already done. I expect God to visit me at the place of my faith. I expect God to honor the praise and the faith of the house and touch. You see, the Bible says Peter was locked up in prison in Acts chapter 12. And Herod had plans in the morning to kill Peter, but the church earnestly prayed for Peter. So Peter was locked up. In fact, the Bible says he was surrounded by soldiers and he was sleeping, which is an interesting time to sleep knowing that you're going to be executed tomorrow that's another faith lesson right there that's another mara right there hallelujah i think he learned how to sleep before his execution i think he took that lesson from jesus when he was about to die on the boat in the midst of the storm he saw jesus sleeping in the boat and then when now he's in his prison about to die he just says no i I remember what to do in this kind of situation i learned from the best do you have a pillow guard I want to get some good night rest before my execution hallelujah that'll preach right there so the church is praying earnestly for peter over here but peter is locked up in prison and the bible says that the angel of the lord honored the prayers of the saints honored the prayers of the church and went and woke peter up at night you remember the story don't look at me like that and peter came to the house where they were praying and knocked on the door And Rhoda came to the door, opened it and saw it was Peter and slammed the door again. And ran back and said to everybody, it's Peter, he's at the door. And everyone says, that's not Peter. Rhoda, you shut up, always causing trouble. It must be his ghost. Now it's funny because they were praying for Peter to be released. Peter is released according to the very prayers that they were praying and now is at the door knocking, but it was too good to be true. Now, in in fairness, you can't really fault the church for for doubting that God would answer their prayer because the the Bible says that before Peter was arrested, James, who was the leader of the church, was arrested and put in the same prison and he was executed. All right? So now Peter is arrested in the same way that James was arrested. So they had, a, they, I mean, you can't really fault them because they have just been through a very traumatic, a very difficult situation. And now Peter is in there. And, and, and I was just meditating on this and I kind of got blessed by something. You know, one of the things that will prevent us from praising God, like he's really God and that he's really able, is the is, is the, is the Bad experiences we've had in the past. When we prayed for so and so and they did not get healed. It kind of it, 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 it messes with our faith for today. I don't know if you've ever believed God for something and 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 it it did not happen the way you wanted it, and it affected the the, the way that you, you stretch out in faith. I'll admit I've 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 been there before. So that I believe God now. See, when I was younger, I think maybe because just the recklessness of inexperience. We would go after crazy things. I've prayed for three, four, five five people to be raised from the dead. One of them interrupting a funeral. But the more you pray for that and the more the people don't get up and people start talking, this man is out of his mind. What's his name? Pastor what? Pastor Z? Stay away from Pastor Z because he'll mess up your... Don't invite Pastor Z to your funeral. He will make a mess. So the more you hear these rumors, you start to say, okay, God, you're able, but do it over there life tempers you know there, there, there was actually a study that the most creativity in the world is found in the y- youngest minds children who are five years old their creativity levels are so high because they're inexperienced right and as they grow and as life gives them a few eh, creativity goes down to nothing and when you get to about abba's age you're not even doing anything you're just holding on until jesus comes back No, but it's true. Life is difficult. Life is not fair. In fact, Mara is never planned for. And that's what the difficult thing about... You never plan for this kind of stuff. It turns your world upside down. And what do you do when your world is turned upside down? The Bible says, unless you change and become like little children, not just children, but little children... You cannot enter the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God is that childful, youthful enthusiasm, creativity. My God can do anything. You know when kids, they're always boasting about their. I loved when my kids were smaller. My dad is the pastor of the church. Hmm? My dad is bigger than your dad. But now that they're older, (laughs) my dad doesn't get it. My dad is old-fashioned. They're calling me old-fashioned. Me! Pastor Z. <laughs> the devil is a liar. <laughs> and how I wish they could go back to when they were a little child where their the daddy could do nothing wrong. Daddy was the super. I remember my youngest used to come in the middle of service when she was little. Come up in the middle of service and come and have me pick. I used to preach with her holding her here. Now you, you pay money to get her to come anywhere close to me while I'm preaching. <laughs> a little child. See, experience says we cannot believe God for Peter because James just died. But a little child says, okay, we lost James, but our God is still God. And we can still muster up a childlike faith to go again and believe God for Peter again. If James died, we send him to glory. Thank God for James. But with Peter, we're not going to let him go. You see? The Bible says Jesus was teaching about prayer. And he says when you pray, he gave a parable of, of, of how we should pray and not give up. And he says, there was a widow who was continually bringing her case before the judge, continually, repeatedly, until the judge got so tired of this woman. He says, I'll grant this woman's request because even though I, am not, I don't fear God or care for men, because of this woman's insistence, I will grant her her request. And then the Bible says, how much more will your father in heaven grant justice for his children who cry out to him day and night? So prayer is more than dear father, help us here prayer is like the persistent woman who keeps coming I know James we lost James but I keep coming again because God is faithful God will pull us through God will deliver us in our time of Mara God will open the doors because praise will go first hallelujah so today I just want to encourage you I'm believing God and I want you to believe with me that God will do a miracle what we need right now is a miracle and if you know Brooke, Brooke is a, hes like he's been with us almost since the beginning of the church. I married him my, myself. He had his children here. In fact, he was gonna about to dedicate his, uh, uh, his second baby to the Lord here. So we believe that God has to finish this testimony. He did not bring us this far. He did not come through the Red Sea. Maybe we have lost James on the way, but that's not going to change my faith for right now. I will believe the word of God over my James experience. Amen. 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 So today our assignment is not to figure this out, not to complicate things, just to praise. Just to praise amen if you know brookie if you've come to a marina service he has a very unique dance like it's not an ethiopian dance it's not an african dance it's just customized from heaven just for him it's like kind of a skip and a hop and a dance something something and i think the devil hated that dance so much he just incapacitated him and we're gonna come back with double dance in jesus name praise the lord that dance did too much devil too much damage on the devil's kingdom Praise the Lord. Is there a praise in the house today? Can we stand on our feet today? Just lift up our hands. Hallelujah. And, and let's believe for Brooke, but whatever is standing in your way. We were not called Christians first. We were called believers first. Ha! Hallelujah. Isaiah tells us that if, if your faith falls in the day of testing, how weak is your faith? Hallelujah. The doctors themselves have told us to pray. That's all we need to hear. Hallelujah. Father, we bless your name. Just open your mouth, lift your hands. Let's just, not tomorrow, not yesterday, just right now, customized praise. That Peter would come knocking on the door. Peter will not be executed. Peter will come knocking at the door. I said Peter will come knocking at the door. Father, the church prayed earnestly for Peter's release. We believe and pray earnestly today. Just like your word. Just like the scriptures. That Brooke will be released from this affliction. Father God, that he would stand on his feet again. That you would do a miracle. Astound the doctors. Astound everybody. And let him stand for your glory once again, Father God. We lift up a praise right now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, go ahead, lift up your voice right now, lift up your voice right now, whatever challenge you are facing, whatever has bound you today, whatever has personally brought you to a place of Mara today, today just lift up your hands and put a gate on that thing, hallelujah, put a gate that will open and close things, hallelujah. Even our Lord Jesus, hallelujah, opened the door of the prison, of of the tomb. Opened the tomb, the stone rolled away, and he came out because he is of the line of the tribe of Judah. Hallelujah. We give you praise right now, Father God. We don't understand. Hallelujah. It does not make sense. We did not order this, but we give you a praise. We lift your name. We call your name into this place right now, Father God. We praise your name. We just praise you on this day, in this time, at this place, Father God, we lift our voice. We give you praise. We thank you, Father God, that you are faithful. We thank you, Father God, that you have never failed. We thank you, Father God, that you have never failed not once, Father God. You are orchestrating things according to your purpose, according to your greatness. Hallelujah, Father God. Praise your name. Praise your name. Our God is not just light. He is light in the midst of darkness. Our God is not just life. He is life over death. Every name of God that he introduces to us in the Old Testament, it's designed according to a need that we have. He is our provider. He is our healer. He is our peace. He is our banner and victory whatever it is that we are going through that is who he is praise bridges the gap hallelujah praise releases the chains hallelujah i'm believing that someone is coming knocking on the door someone will come knocking on the door someone will come knocking on the door father god we give you praise today we thank you that you are the light in the midst of our darkness you are the hope you are the eternal hope father god we face this test together as a church family we face this challenge together corporately as a church family hallelujah and and we we don't get mara today today we praise god just like we did before nothing changes in our praise we give you praise and glory in jesus name